today's episode of Titus and Tate, we will be talking to our good buddy from SB Nation, Card Chronicle, Mike Rutherford. Uh, no he, plugs, though. Don't don't say he, those he does not want to, yeah. those out. He redacted. asked us not to plug anything. Um, Mike Mike is a uh, he's a Louisville guy. He has never been on the any iteration of our podcast. I didn't realize yes. this until. Despite being uh, yeah. <laughs> a listener of it, every iteration and letting us know yeah. that every single time we see him. Uh, so we are obviously the bad guys here. So, yeah, the way this worked is, like, I reached out. I, it hit me that he he never came on any of our previous podcasts, even though I talked to him all the time, and he's he's a college basketball media guy and and, and what have you. Um, so then I reached out to him a couple weeks ago. I was like, hey, you should come on the show when we figure it out. And he's like, would love to. And then, of course, I waited till Louisville lost two in a row and mm-hmm. relinquished. And here he is. The top spot right, ACC. right on so, time. Uh, we talked to him. He's, he's always fun. He's, uh, he, fits the, he fits the show is how I describe him. If you're not familiar with Mike, um, he fits the show. He gets the show. He, he, he mm-hmm. understands that college basketball is a joke. <laughs> it's pretty much a joke, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it should be treated as such, and we should all just have a ton of fun with it and not take ourselves too seriously. So uh, we have that to look forward to. We're also going to talk a little bit about the All-Star game. Yes. You, you were in Chicago. I was in Chicago. I uh, was not at the actual All-Star game. I did not watch the actual All-Star game, despite being at the All-Star, uh, mm-hmm. all the other mini scenarios. But what I learned about the NBA All-Star... You didn't go event, to the game, and no, you didn't watch the game. Because you know what I learned? Uh, it's not about basketball. The All-Star, is- the whole event is not about <laughs> basketball. It's about corporations, folks. And, uh, you know, take it in. In, soak it in. You're one of those guys. I, I, no, I was there for sponsorship opportunities for right, us. I'm yeah. like Mountain Dew. We do a podcast. They're <laughs> like, yeah, we don't care. Yeah. They uh, so you did, yeah, you did the thing that people do at the Final Four that I I like scratch my head about, like how they come in for the. The weekend they don't yes. go to any of the games they're just kind of there no for the... it was the exact so sunday night it yeah. was basically dead a lot of people left because they had been there from tuesday to saturday partying yeah and then they left because they had to go back to work on monday <laughs> there it is you know i mean a lot of a so lot of no party reps that had to fly back <laughs> for work in miami on monday uh we're going to talk about tate's experience in chicago our thoughts on on just the whole weekend in general because we we uh yeah we we watched it all and it was, i thought it was a fun all-star weekend um also <laughs> the rumor mill is heating up tate mm. it is getting absolutely crazy we have john beeline rumors we have jay wright rumors i'm not sure if you saw these um there's a lot of that kind of stuff we have to talk about also maryland i think is going to do it <laughs> also maryland should also be the maryland. name of this college basketball season also maryland they're still here they're still playing they're still winning we still don't want to talk about it uh we're gonna get to all of it but first woody durham he takes the time out All right, it is Monday night. We just witnessed yet another heartbreaking, <laughs> devastating. Uh, what what other word could we use to describe what we did not Carolina- witness? We observed. <laughs> uh, we were not watching. What just happened to the North Carolina Tar Heels? It continues to happen. Yes. It's the same story over and over. We yes. uh, it's just on a continuous loop. All that the only yes. thing that changes is the jerseys of the other team mm-hmm. and Cole uh, Anthony's like accessory of the evening. Like tonight, he decided to wear a headband over his eyes uh, yeah. for whatever reason. Uh, then he had a, a laceration on his forehead against Virginia. He was bleeding. An all-time great picture. One of the great college basketball pictures that I think we, those of us who are not North Carolina fans, are licking mm-hmm. our lips at the picture of Cole Anthony's bloodied face just laying on the floor. Yelling, why do I why always do I get, get hurt? hurt? And we're all agreeing. Like, yeah, why? And what, we're, what's going on And here? we're very excited about being able to use that picture for just the, the rest of time and replying to All tweets. I heard in my head was, why, <laughs> why, <laughs> why? It really the was perfect because, like, you know, like Cole Anthony was fine ultimately, but yes. the picture looks horrible. So it's great you can like now kind of make fun of him about it. The, well, the, the picture is just so fun. It's the Aaron Kraft. It's basically that's that's your version of the Aaron Kraft laying there after losing a date <laughs> with his with his hands behind <laughs> his head. Now that's going to be the picture people just tweet at you when you're like 
when, when next year you tweet, damn, this Carolina team can't love get it Caleb together. Love Caleb Love, yeah. yeah. Damn, we just lost a game. <laughs> Someone just There's just going to be five replies, at least, of, of the Cole Anthony picture. Well, we did hear that uh, Cole Anthony, through Greg Anthony, his dad, of course, if you didn't know, they show him 49 times during every single game he's at. But uh, he said that Cole Anthony may come back to North Carolina. Oh, this is great which news. We, you know, North Carolina <laughs> fans have to say there are no spots left. There are The scholarships have been taken. Uh, you're a one and done. You have to go to the NBA. We're sorry. See you later, Cole. It's been a fun run. <laughs> uh, we wish you the best. Uh, that's where we are in North Carolina. Yeah, they continue to lose. They continue to get up by 10-plus points, and I think their record now is 3-5 and five with games that they've been up 10 here's in the a, second Here's half. a spin for you. You could take this season because uh, I, I tweeted this right is before this we came on. Is this a lesson learned? Yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you how to spin this. So I tweeted right before we came on that the Carolina is bad. They're horrible. They're, mm. they're playing very uninspiring basketball. Roy has given up on the team. The t- fans have given up the, on the team. The team has given up on the team. But even in the face of all of that, they are still hilariously unlucky as well, and they keep losing on last-second shots. They lost to Virginia yes. on the last-second shot. I watched they just lost game. to Notre yes. Dame on a last-second shot. Yes, I watched that Do you game. remember the Duke game when Trey Jones? I, I, do you remember that? Funny enough, I watched that game <laughs> as well. Uh, um, <laughs> so here's here's what you do, Tate. You, you spin this into saying, this is your punishment for the, the academic thing. Mm. Now no one can ever say anything to you again. You can be like, well, this is... we <laughs> Clean our hands of it. Mm-hmm. This is We, we served mm-hmm. our punishment. Mm-hmm. We're all even. Not, not the 2016 yeah, title right, game. Right. Not when Chris Jenkins hit the shot. That wasn't the punishment. We're all even. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. What, that's what it is. Okay, I, I'll take that. I will say this. Uh, Roe Williams, this is the first time he's lost six games, right? Since, Ever? No, yeah, well, first time North Carolina's lost six straight games since 2001. Oh, six in a row. Six this in is six in a row. Six in a row. Again, oh my very Lord. satanic numbers. Six, six, is it uh, for real? Is this the first time Roy has ever lost six in a row? No, the career? last time he did that was his first year at Kansas when oh. they were on probation because of Larry Brown. Mm. So that was in 1988. For people that don't understand that, or actually 1988, 89. 89, 89 yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. So Roy Williams never been in this position before. We we there was a tweet that went out. Muffet, right? You put out a tweet with asking for Steve Kerr to come and say that the champions. You know, we're not we're not doing well uh, this year. Yeah, this is the we're starting a support group for former champions that are not doing so well. And Muffet was like, ha ha. <laughs> everything it's i'm having a bad funny. year but yeah, i want to yeah. get back on track and roy was like shoot me in the head this yes is- <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like that gummit. the boys aren't listening he even said this uh, uh after the video game he said i keep telling them what to do but they will not do it and, yeah. and i don't know how else i tell them to put the ball in the basket <laughs> And they're not doing it. I don't understand what else I need to tell these kids. So I'm saying, Roy, go out there and you do it yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you got to get the job done yourself. It is funny, like in college basketball, and I heard a lot about this this weekend, right? We're at the NBA All-Star Game, and there's NBA people. And NBA people, the thing that they love the most about themselves is that they are NBA is, people. Oh. Yes. So I thought they, you were going to say the thing they love the most about themselves is themselves. But yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. And, and what's the main thing they have going for themselves? Being an NBA person. Yes. So they want to tell you about the difference in the game. But the, the one thing... I enjoyed was the perception of these college coaches, which is I don't care about these players, right? Necessarily, as far as like what they're going to do on the court, I care about my system, right? So Roy is yeah, it's the front system. of the jersey, not the back. Yeah, yeah exactly. Of course, for, for everyone, uh, for the coaches themselves. But in reality, when you have that mindset and you don't cater anything to the specific talent that you have on right, your team, right. <laughs> it does seem like a ridiculous proposition. You know what I mean? Like, and that was the whole NBA take this weekend when I would bring up college basketball. They're like, why do they just run these systems? Like why is Tony Bennett, no matter what, going to run his system, regardless, irregardless of the talent that's in building or in the house? Yeah. Room, you know what I mean. So that was the big NBA takeaway. But second of that, Roy Williams is not going to change, and I think he's down to lose this year because he wants to get all the expectations back down low, get all the Carolina fans stirred up, get them saying, "We got to get rid of Roy, let him get him out of here," mm-hmm. and then 
fine. Let that happen. Four McDonald's All-Americans come in. Mm-hmm. Cole Anthony is forced to transfer or transfer, transfer whatever <laughs> whatever he has to do. You know, he has to go somewhere. Can you imagine Cole and Anthony transferring and sitting out a year? I think he has yeah. to transfer. <laughs> I think he has to. Um, enough about uh, enough about North Carolina. I know it's, it uh, but I, I I said we're we're done talking about North Carolina a million different times. But they keep they keep pulling us back in because they keep losing. And <sighs> no. that is that is the other spin is like North Carolina knows that no one would going to talk about them. Yes, they're playing the headline game. Mm-hmm. Like how can we get people to still mm-hmm. talk about us all season? Let's lose on a last second three, twelve games in a row. Let's see if we can do it. Let's see if we can break the record. What is the takeaway of Cole Anthony from all of this? You know what I mean? Everyone keeps saying to me, like, what? This is going to hurt us in recruiting. You know, it's not going to hurt North Carolina in recruiting. I will say, as much as you don't like Cole Anthony, as as easy as it is to make jokes about Cole Anthony, I, I dislike I Cole Anthony's basketball player. Yeah, I, I do, think he's a great kid. I do 100% think he deserves, in all seriousness, deserves a ton of respect for, like, actually coming back yes. and playing. Because he I very agree. easily could have shut it down. He very easily – North Carolina was, like, out of the tournament almost certainly, even mm-hmm. when he came back. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he kind of came back for, quote-unquote, nothing to play for. And he still chose to do that. And a lot of guys in that situation wouldn't. So for that reason, he has to command a little respect, Tate. There's a little bit of me that thinks that Cole Anthony might be a plant. You know what I mean? I think he mm-hmm. may be a Duke plant that he okay. was sent over to bring us to the bridge, right? Right to the line of saying, we're going to win this basketball game, of course. You know, it's going to happen. <laughs> and then just... Break your heart. And, and there, this has happened before. People that don't remember, Jason Capel, the brother of Jeff Capel, he did this to Joseph Forte. After Joseph Forte was National Player of the Year, or ACC Player of the Year, could have been National Player of the Year in 2001, comes back, Jason Capel's like, I'm the leading scorer. I'm the best player on this team. Mm-hmm. And basically froze him out and ruined Joseph Forte. And mm-hmm. I always thought to myself, Duke plant. Cole Anthony's <laughs> getting there. He's, He's getting close. He's getting close. I don't know. Uh, let's talk about All Star All Star Weekend. You're in Chicago. Yes. Um, give us the overall vibe of All Star. This is your first All Star Weekend. Yes. That you you were in attendance for. Yes. Yeah. You said it's. A, you already gave us a hint that it's it's. Well, very does corporate. L A count? I mean, we we. I mean, it doesn't. Count. We live here. Yeah. L A never counts. Yeah. It never anything. counts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the first time I've been out of Los Angeles for All Star game. Yes. Not even for All Star. Does does L A count? Does, <laughs> just be the question. No, yeah. That's UCLA yeah. basketball. Does, does it count? Does it count? I don't know. Eleven titles. Does it count? Um, what is the overall takeaway if you had to describe uh, for the listeners at home mm-hmm. that are like, wh- where is it next year? Do we even know? Do, uh, it's do we in have Cleveland, the technology? Right? It is in Cleveland. Oh no, it's Indianapolis. Oh, and then oh, it, it's in. Let me tell you this. It's, it's Indianapolis. Cle- this is why it was, it was already Cleveland. No, it's the, Cleveland's coming up. Okay, the go NBA ahead. people told me this. They said this is the last All Star game you'll see me for three years, and they said, and I was like, what? And then it was Indianapolis is next year. Cleveland's after that, and then it's Salt Lake City. Oh yeah, yeah, so yeah. So those are the three hitters coming up. Oh, so the the NBA people are just outwardly not even trying to no, hide. No, they're, how they're much like, they, this is our last two rounds. Yeah, We're they, they outwardly out. hate Middle America. Yes. Yeah. So yes. the suspicion yes. that they hate the Middle elitist, America. Yes, they yeah. are there. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, it's an indie next year. Yeah. That's all. Well, I'm okay. So explain <laughs> to me, Tate. I'm going to go mm-hmm. my my hometown. Um, one mm-hmm. of like four different hometowns I claim. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go to the All Star game. Explain to me what I can expect and in in, in my people back home that are excited for you can expect branding. You can expect, (laughs) uh, you know, little installations. You can expect pop up shops. You can expect, uh, you know, James Harden yelling at Adidas people that he is not going to come out and take this promo shoot because he does not have time for that. Yeah, Uh, you can expect lots of things that are really interesting. And also you can expect basketball to be an afterthought, right? Basketball is not Mm. the primary focus of All Star Weekend. Uh, I was there for Mitchell and Ness. I was basketball is not the brand. I was not there for basketball i would argue basketball is not the primary focus of the nba so it all it all works out (laughs) bingo and there and there we are which is why i left this whole weekend saying to myself what is the point of the nba uh other than the fact that like i think that it's become choreography right even the first quarter of the all-star game was basically like let's just like 
run next to this guy, let him get his dunk. Let's let Trey Young do his thing. Let's let him hit his half-court shot like Jason Kidd did in 2001. It's all choreographed. It's all staged. And if you believe that it's not, you obviously believe wrestling is real. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and that's who you are. And that's that's your life. You know what I mean? Wrestling. And, uh, apologies to Fox for the the SmackDown company. But regardless, uh, that's what sorry, I Vince McMahon. We yeah, did not mean that. Seeing it up close, everyone has their own brand. They're they're all trying to uphold yeah. who they are and be who they're supposed to be on the basketball court. And even in Chicago, right? The the common intro that we get, like he, he does the full like Chicago. You know, that was a whole... I learned I learned in that moment, either Common is very, very <laughs> uncool, or I am very, very uncool. And there's... Or maybe possibly both of us. Pro- I'm probably the uncool one, but I thought that was the corniest, dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I, and I, But I also admit, maybe I'm washed up, and maybe I don't know what's cool anymore, but that was horrible from my perspective. You're on to something. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's break it down. Okay. So the first person they show up on the screen, right? Uh, Derek Rose. Well, let's think about that. We're in Chicago. Derek Rose probably should have been an all-star. We show Derek Rose. Derek Rose is in Chicago, but nobody wants Derek Rose but to be on the stage yeah. like, for whatever reason. That makes no sense. Common. He's again, actually having a decent season. He a decent. He's an all-star. <laughs> he would have been an all-star, right? He should be an all-star. If his name was, I don't know, any other player that the NBA actually wants to you know, ooh, vouch for, ooh, okay. he probably would have been an all-star but regardless we'll throw that away so Derek Rose is actually in Chicago he's on he's the first Chicago player they show they don't invite him to be on the stage no one understands that Kanye West is sitting right over here right they're playing his music common is rapping on top of it he is from (laughs) Chicago he's sitting right there and they do not invite him to be a part of this and like again this is the whole branding experience of like who is Chicago we're gonna decide who is Chicago tonight yeah I mean and I love the Kobe Bre- Kobe Bryant and the Kobe bean experience and making it about Kobe and the the fourth quarter is great we'll talk about that that was yeah. a good part of yeah. this yeah but even that it, the whole showcase ended up being like this whole promotional video again that had nothing to do with basketball it was beautiful people were very excited but I'm sitting there at the hotel eating dinner watching this thinking to myself, what is going on? Yeah. And I'm so deluded by the idea of that every brand is running everything. I don't know who's in control of this promo video, but it's some brand. It highlighted to me the whole the whole intro of of Common doing spoken word and like <laughs> and like I'm tuning into this game. I'm like, is Olive Garden yes. profiting off this? Is McDonald's who is who is profiting? I'm tuning into this game. It's pitch. The pitch is we take all the best players in the world, we put them on a court, and we see what happens when it gets competitive. And I'm yes. like, yes, I'm in. Okay. And then I turn on my TV, and I'm like, I can't wait to watch all the best players in the world play basketball. And it's yes. common. It's like Clinic, Kawhi Linick, mm-hmm. Ka- Ka- Ol- not Kelly Olinick, but Kawhi Linick. That yes. rhymes with Clinic. Yes. And you're like, that doesn't yes. rhyme, Common. Yes. What are you saying? <laughs> um, and I'm watching the whole thing, and I realized. This is a microcosm. You might have to boast it. You might know him as Nikola Jokic. You're like, what? No. Huh? (laughs) What comment? I'm watching this. This is a microcosm of the NBA in the sense that uh, it's it's cool, I guess. I don't know. But it's not basketball. <laughs> no. It's like you're, you're alienating. It's, yes, it's ballet at best. You know how many people? You know how many like <laughs> boomers and 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 like middle America turned on their TV because they were the same. Like, Let me see what this NBA stuff is. And they turn yes. it on there and they immediately just turn the TV off. Like I'm not watching yeah, that. Back to the, no. back to the XFL. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and you have a league that's like Adam Silver is scratching his head. He's saying we have the coolest league in the world. Everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. I get on the internet and all the teens are tweeting about us, and yet no one's watching our games i don't understand what's going on mm-hmm. and i'm like i don't know maybe that 45 minute intro with common and then shaka <laughs> khan comes out and makes everyone ears bleed with this national 
national anthem. I don't love Shaka Khan. Shout out Big to the uh, yeah. Khan. Shout out to the uh, uh, the uh, the lady from Saskatchewan that they come out to, to sing the Canadian national. I was dying at that too because like the whole the whole theme is like for the culture of Chicago mm-hmm. and um it's it's just yeah. all about everybody from Chicago. Yeah. Janice like, Morissette walks out or whatever. Yeah, and they're like, like to sing O Canada. Yeah. We got this bumpkin from Saskatchewan. <laughs> she's she's gonna play sing her guitar. Team. Her sing the tune. <laughs> Oh man, what a scene! Yeah, yeah. It, I I get like making it a big show because I it is cool. Like you can't just like play one game. I guess I guess you have to like make it a whole mm-hmm. weekend and make it uh, fun for everybody. But like, is that the answer? Having common do spoken word? I don't think so. I don't know. It's not common's fault, by the way. It, it's just the whole thing. It's common all, is overexposed all... too. Like you can't you can't be a <laughs> you can't be a dunk contest judge and do the spoken word. Th- like him and Chance the rapper oh. word everything, okay. right? Yeah. Like if you're their agent, you have mm-hmm. to say, pick one. You pick one thing. Let's... Let's, and talk you're about, in, let's talk about the dunk contest. Okay, get into the let's dunk contest. Dunk let's go. Contest. Okay. All right, so the Chance the Rapper, right? Real life version of Chance the Rapper. Not a tall guy, right? Great rapper, great artist, wants to be an actor. He's going to change mm-hmm. his name to Chance the Actor. Okay. He's five <laughs> foot three, five foot five, five foot six, somewhere in that range. He's getting jumped over, and he's a part of these dunks. And it's supposed to be this, you know, whole mesmerizing moment. We got Zach Levine doing – so Zach Levine put out this video of him trying to do a 360 from the free throw line. Again, he's not in the <laughs> dunk contest. He's in the three-point But he put the video out. and everyone Maybe he was going to do that in the three-point contest, jump from the, the three-point line <laughs> and, and dunk it. Well, it took over that first day because everyone's like, you see Levine? I'm like, is he going to – like, what is, why is he practicing that? And they're like, I think he's working on his three points. He's going to jump from the three-point line, whatever. Anyways, all that's happening leading up to this. Aaron Gordon, there's all these people around Aaron Gordon that want – wants him to get his like validation as a mm-hmm. great dunker like leading us into this event but meanwhile the judges which it used to be uh, like you know dominique wilkins vince carter you know michael jordan people right. over there that you're just kind of right. like if dr j says you're a great dunker george yes. gervin says you're a great dunker i respect i remember that. the one the dunk- black panther yeah. says that you're the best <laughs> dunker i have questions i have questions chadwick i mean what are you been watching dunks over the years are you ready for this and not only that you have a guy who's a judge and Dwayne wade who is a fix who is right. a plant for the miami right. heat who convinced an entire group of people that he was going to be upright and vote like he was supposed to and then jip the whole thing by being like here's a nine I th- and, and then walked away and then, <laughs> but he wasn't the only one that gave nines Yes. I think what happened on the final one was D Wade. It's saw, heating up in here. D- I'm I'm upset. I feel bad for Aaron Gordon. D Wade saw his boy get screwed because uh, <laughs> uh, Derek Jones does a windmill from the free throw line, basically yes. a step inside yes. the free throw line. Nasty mm-hmm. dunk. If you're giving out ten, they're giving out tens like it's candy. But Zach and Levine then, had the same thing before, right? His foot, yeah. The last time he did his foot was like a little bit past the free throw line, well, maybe a little too. The far. whole the whole free throw line thing has ruined the dunk contest in the sense yes. that if your foot is not behind the line, everyone's like not impressed. It wasn't mm-hmm. behind the line. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, did you see the other part where mm-hmm. I windmilled it? Did you see? Like, <laughs> no, did not. <laughs> like, well, you're on the. This isn't the long jump. It's not like Chadwick Boseman is like did not see that. Yeah, not watching for that. Chadwick Bozeman, yeah, foot fault doesn't count. You're over the line. Um, so I, th- I think that was the problem was that that should have been a 10. If you're giving out 10s to everything else, that is 100% a 10. Mm-hmm. They did not get, who was it? Bozeman and, and Candace Parker, right? Correct? They gave nines to that one. So I think D. Wade said, well, I'm giving a nine for sure to whatever Aaron Gordon does. And that was his plan. But then I feel like Candace and uh, uh, Bozeman both said to themselves, we screwed up. We have to give nines again. And I think what happened was a little game theory where everyone was trying to force a tie on purpose. Mm-hmm. 
and they overshot it and gave too many nines. That's my theory. Yeah, and blame I think, math. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what happened. And, 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 and also Wade, blame Dwayne and, Wade and then for you blame saying, Dwayne for sure I'm giving a 10. Nine. <laughs> and then getting up and walking away and dapping up Derek Jones and being like, we but did it. You hit Let's the go nail, Miami Heat. You hit the nail on the head that like everyone was lo- – so everyone's losing their minds about the sanctity of the dunk contest and how could Aaron Gordon be mm. one of – he could be arguably the greatest dunker – in dunk contest history, mm-hmm. yet he's never won Since this 2016, thing. Yeah. And how could this happen? And oh my god, oh my. our dunk contest judges. If you're gonna have, if you're gonna hold it in such esteem, the contest, mm-hmm. you cannot have Black Panther be one of your judges. You can't have both. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we know what exactly. we signed up for. The moment yes. that Common and Black Panther were on the panel, you had to say to yourself, "Oh, this is just a fun exercise. Like we're not actually." <laughs> Like this isn't this doesn't affect your Hall of Fame candidacy. Yes, I mean whether we're one step away from DJ Khaled being up there, (laughs) you know, saying that's an eight. You know what I mean? Like of all people to be judging you, it should be like Candace Parker. I'm fine with Candace Parker doing the the dunk contest and judging it, or like, but but again, all all this celebrity. This goes back to the contest judges ourselves. Exactly. Yes, we've been there. We know the pressure. We understand it, and especially if you're not going to be on TV and they're trying to cut away from you because you keep putting up 69 every single time. (laughs) It it honestly really gets to you, and you start getting your head about it so i understand that so maybe d way got in his own head can we talk about the miami heat uh conundrum here because duncan robinson a friend of the program he blew it was involved in this he because blew it. so i duncan robinson was supposed to come uh during the day and, and come and get some free swag as they say at these events this is what the brand said They're like come get some free swag uh-huh. you know and they bring you these places and they give you bags and stuff again ridiculous like here this is where we are at the all-star game Duncan's like, I got to focus on the three-point contest because D-Wade and all these other guys, they're really getting at me because they're like, you're not invited to anything. Bam Adebayo won the skills challenge. Yes. Derrick Jones was a heavy favorite for the dunk contest, Thanks which he ended D-Wade up winning. Thanks yeah. fixing it. D-Wade, yes. it's the D-Wade show because he's in Chicago. He's from Chicago. So they're, they're ignoring poor Duncan, right? They're yeah. like, you're not invited to anything because you have to you have to be locked in and win the three-point contest. So that yep. day, he's like, I'm not even going to come. I'm, I got to win. I'm locked in. I'm focused. It's all going to work out. I'm going to win this thing. And he's sure. And I'm like taking a screenshot of it because I'm like, he's going to win. And I'm going to put it out. I'm like, Duncan called this. Yeah. None of that happened. <laughs> and it's not Duncan's fault. And I blame D-Wade again. Mm. And it's the pressure of the Miami Heat and, and the way this whole thing was fixed. And that, that was honestly the story of the weekend. It was like these little back-channeling, like the, the things all for the brand of the Miami Heat. You know, Pat Riley's in the crowd just sitting there just like waiting for all three of the guys mm. to win. Uh, there's all these little like side stories that were all going on behind the scenes, and poor Duncan was in the middle of it. So I tried to say it's not his fault. He just didn't make shots. Yeah, I think that's ultimately fault. it. Uh, he would have also. Won the what is that Mountain Dew ball? What yeah. is that Mountain Dew ball being worth three or whatever? The, right. What, what right. is this? What happened to the same? What is this <laughs> Mountain Dew? <laughs> Again, but. There's like a sanctity. I do love Mountain Dew, though. I would, I would love to drink some. Mountain no free ads. Yeah. No okay, free ads. Yeah, yeah, but sponsor ooh. the pod, Mountain yeah, Dew. Come on. Um, there's, uh, there's a sanctity to the three point contest as well. That like we, we, <laughs> we, we, we look back on it and like we, we glorify those who win the three point contest. Legends such as Daquan Cook of the yeah, Oklahoma City. Yes, Thunder. yes, yes. <laughs> but at the same time, you throw in like the Mountain Dew ball. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you, you can't have both worlds. So like, quit taking these things seriously. That's my final point on the dunk contest. Quit taking it seriously. They shouldn't even judge it. Or they should do what they should do is don't not judge individual dunks. I think they should really. Did you see Bill? Uh, uh, you remember Bill Simmons? No, who's that? Um, he on his podcast today with Ryan Rosillo, he'd said uh, uh, they should do a mass singer thing where all the judges are masked and you, oh, you judge good. you judge the whole like thing. That. Yeah, there's no bias. And then yeah. you take the mask off at the end and you find out like which judge is was screwing you the whole time. All that kind of. It's <laughs> pretty funny. That's a good one. Um, but I think I think they should see all. Oh the my d- gosh, it's yeah. the Black Panther. <laughs> 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 he just does the Wakanda <laughs> Chadwick Boseman has a Black Panther mask on. <laughs> It's like the, it's like the. Gibbs. Is that a mask on a mask? 
Yes. It's like the gif of Sting, uh, the wrestler, you know yes. what I'm talking about? He's got the Sting mask on. He pulls it up the same thing. That's always good. Um, uh, what was I saying? They should do all the dunks of round one, and then you vote on the guy, the guy who won. Not, mm. not like the, the the individual dunk is, doesn't get a fifty mm. or a forty nine or whatever. It's like we see all the dunkers round one dunks, and then we say, okay, Aaron Gordon won that round for me. And then each fi- each of the five pick a player, right? Isn't yes. that the obvious solution like to this? That. Yeah. Like, how hard is that? Just see them all one, and and then it helps with like the inflation because like the poor Pat Connaughton never had a chance because he was going <laughs> early on. That like right, you're not you're not be, giving out fifties yeah, out of the gate. Yeah. So like you know, Look, yeah, I don't know. The white men can't jump trope is dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pat Connaughton, I like what he was trying to do. I like the whole idea. You know, he was trying to to make it a whole moment. It just didn't work. I mean, Dwight Howard the, trying to make it a whole moment again. It the just Dwight did. Howard trope is dead. <laughs> I mean, just in general, the Dwight Howard yeah, just in just general. Like, yeah, gotta go. And then the funniest part to me, and this comes back to the branding side of this, is that in the dunk contest, the reason that it kept going, right? The reason that the production kept going, the reason that they kept making these guys do dunks, despite them getting 50s against each other over and over and mm-hmm. over again, is because the corporate sponsors were saying, let's keep it, keep going. it going. This is entertainment. Yeah. This is what the people want. And poor Aaron Gordon, all he's thinking to himself is, I have done all I can do. What do you want from me? Yeah. And the crowd's like, taco, taco, taco. <laughs> and poor taco's like, I don't want to do this. Shaq's like, I'm definitely not doing this. And then Taco walks out there. He gives the people what they want. He jumps over him, I guess. Rubs his nuts on his neck, but we'll call I, it. Yeah, yeah close we'll enough. It, yeah. I mean, for 7-6, jumps yeah, over the man, dunks right. it. And you think to yourself, finally. Like, he gets the <laughs> moment. Like, finally, Aaron Gordon. I never have to hear about Aaron Gordon ever again. You know? Like, <laughs> like it, it's over. Like, we, we've done it. Like, we gave him his championship. It's done. And sure enough, now he wants to be in the three-point contest. Now he's done with the dunk contest. He wants to be in the three- that's what he said. <laughs> so I guess that's like the new thing. If you can't win the dunk contest, or maybe if you do like Zach Levine, you just go to the three-point contest. This but is a great idea. Eric Gordon, sad. someone should uh, – here's you said it's all about branding. Here's, yes. a, here's a brand idea. <laughs> One of these young players should make their brand, I'm the all-star guy that never makes the all-star game. Mm-hmm. But like I dominate all – maybe that's Zach Levine. Has he been an all-star game? No. Maybe that's going to be the Zach Levine thing. It's like, I do everything. I win the skills challenge. I win the dunk contest. I win the three-point contest. I try to win it all every year. That's the Nate Robinson, I guess. Did that as well? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> it's a great brand, right? Yeah. Isn't Nate Robinson's profile like so much higher because he participated in all that stuff every time? Absolutely. Like, and he would also just go and play video games, like yeah. Best Buys with yeah. people, and it's everyone's a, like, Nate's a great guy. It's a great idea. Uh, final thought on the All-Star game. Did you like the Elam ending? The, the idea of it. I like the idea that Chris Paul had, which was what actually happened. And so I want to give him the credit. I feel like what? a lot of people keep saying, what a great decision by the NBA. It was like, this was a Chris Paul uh, motivated idea that he did, I guess, with the, the TBT team. I don't I don't know any about the no, background. The, yeah, the, the basketball tournament's been using the Elam Indian for years. Yeah, yeah, okay, there you go. So it's, it's, I don't yeah. watch it. But Chris Paul uh, is not on take... Fox, right? TBT's not on no, Fox. No, it's on, it's on a competitor. Yeah, never watched it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Even no, though I played in it one year, but I never watched Ohio it. Ohio State won it last year, remember? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we watched it. Oh, yeah, we watched it. Uh, so, uh, you watched uh, it. Yeah, it's been... Um, Chris Paul claimed that he... He, he, he invented it. this, yes. <laughs> That's why it's famously called the Chris Paul. Well, no, that's what everyone says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call it the Paul. Uh, Yeah, so I thought that was cool. Uh, I had to watch that on replay again. I was listening to some older players who were so disgruntled with the first quarter, second quarter, that they were honored, and then they left the game and went back to the hotel. (laughs) And that is is the – you're talking about a generational divide. Uh, That is where we are in basketball. And the other funny part about the whole All-Star Weekend is that the Chicago Bulls, uh, for people that don't know, they play in Chicago. And there's a lot of Chicago Bulls players around. Like, I saw Craig Hodges around, you know? He's just, mm. like, walking around. Three-time, you know, three-point champion. 
no one seemed to really you know what i mean no, it, no it was cared. weird how yeah. they michael jordan was around but did you ever see Michael Jordan besides that one promo picture? Where like, he's why like did standing over the city? It's like, why would why were we why was Magic rambling at the start of the thing and not Jordan? Why did Magic come out and give the? Because I guess it was a Kobe thing. Let me just he had to give the Kobe. Michael speech, Jordan was at the like, hotel. He was not at the yeah. not at the game, and that was this is the generational divide. Um, all right, that's this our all thing. I lied. <laughs> I lied. I had one other thought I wanted to say. Uh, you didn't you didn't know this because you didn't watch the game. Aaron Gordon they, deserved it. They were doing the uh, um. The winners of like each quarter donated to the kids. Yeah. The, the kids were actually there. Let, in me, the arena. let me let me and point out. Let me point out again. Let me point out again. Those kids are corporate. Those kids are on a stage, the, and everyone the around them of... is Mountain Dew. Everyone around them is, is American <laughs> Express, and these kids are just in these little pockets, and everyone else is working. And uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. And it's okay. Are you saying they were plants? They're not the actual kids. Well, they are, are the kids, but the kids—they're there to be like, look at how these kids. I just get found it. Seats. I found it just like diabolical that they're cutting. Like, I don't know. Giannis has a big dunk to like go up big or whatever. And they <laughs> cut like, to no. They're cutting to Team LeBron, and Team LeBron's like, oh no, we're getting no money for our, <laughs> our after school program. The funding's being cut. Oh my god, why would Giannis do this to us? <laughs> smart then, yeah, boards. Smart boards. Team Giannis is sucking it across. <laughs> But they're they're donating anyway. So for all of us, they think we're laughing. Yeah, about this. Giannis is donating to his team as well. Hundred thousand dollars. Everyone's getting money. The that was the other money. thing. Like, I mean, I don't mean to be that guy. That's like a hundred thousand dollars is a hundred thousand dollars or four. But what? Like, yes. I'm personally giving away fifteen thousand dollars in a, in a mm. scholarship to a kid, and the mm. NBA is giving away like four hundred grand. Are you crazy? What? Like, I don't know. Let me just say this. That's that's nothing, Tate, is what I'm saying. Yes. It's like that, that Mountain it's, it's, Dew it's American Express gives give some of those millions of dollars to those kids. <laughs> no kidding. It's 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 fantastic. Um those I, are the I, I love the All The All Star game was awesome. I love the Elam Indian. <laughs> How little do we talk about the basketball also? This is the whole point of this. But that's like, the point. It, it's I'll basketball. talk about it right now. I love the Elam Indian. <laughs> I think everyone complaining about the free throw, like the game ending with the free throw. The alternative you haven't watched the NBA with LeBron over the last yeah. decade. Exactly. You if, that, if, that if you don't if you don't complaint. let this thing in with the free throw, if you're gonna do the Elam Indian, which was awesome and made it awesome mm-hmm. and made it competitive and everybody liked it, but they say we can't do the free throw thing, we gotta check it back up top. They're gonna foul. It's gonna be a bloodbath. These guys are just gonna be tackling each other out there, which I guess would be kind of fun to watch. I like I saw one just random dude on Twitter suggested that when I say random, I mean I literally was like just reading on Twitter, clicking some Blue check mark tweaks and looking at the replies of what people are saying. And I found one guy who said this, and maybe this is like a common thought now, but whatever. Um, this one guy said, when you foul, you should check it back up top. But the guy who fouled now has to start the possession on the other opposite baseline. So it's like a momentarily yeah, like power a play. Yeah. I, I like that like idea. That. Yeah. yeah. I like that idea. So you're playing four on five until that one guy can run back that they committed the foul. Kyle Lowry's a great just standing idea. there stewing. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna hit Kyle. him. I'm gonna hit him. They're like, Kyle, yeah, calm Kyle, down. Kyle Lowry's Kyle. gonna take a charge on the guy running back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, he's in the backcourt, like falling over. Poor Kawhi Leonard, by the way. I mean, Kawhi Leonard. I guess it'd be a, his teammate. An, an amazing game. I mean, a lot of this is like in the All Star game. As much as it is what it is, like no one's really trying to make a statement. Whoever's the MVP is kind of deciding that game. I want to solidify the fact that I'm the best player in the NBA, right? Giannis yeah. did it last year. Kawhi did this year. Kyle Lowry's all over him, so he can't break the three-point record. He's like, you're not taking another three. It's like, Kyle, <laughs> stop. Like, no one wants to see that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, we don't need yeah. an enforcer that's like, you know, 5'11 out here just trying to hurt people. 
but it's okay. Uh, we got to we got to talk to our buddy Mike Rutherford. We got to get to this interview. We're, we're rambling too much about the All Star Game. Or we should should we bump him? Should we just bump yeah, Mike? That'd be funny. Yes, if we yes. we just we just uh, told him we were gonna have him on. I gotta tell you about him, a but... product at American Express. Now we're gonna get. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. Uh, all right, this is our interview. We we talked with Mike. We talked about the uh, the wheels falling off for Louisville uh, in mid February yet again. <laughs> yet the second again. season in a row. Uh, Mike is awesome. He's a ton of fun. Uh, here it is. Our interview, Mike Rutherford. All right, quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Purple Mattress. Uh, Mark Titus, again, Purple Mattresses. We, we've had struggles sleeping throughout our life. Uh, I know I have back problems. I can't sleep. And Purple Mattress is trying to save my life by giving me a Hey, nice Tate, mattress. one thing I do when I can't sleep is I put on the <laughs> Titus and Tate podcast. It, it always does the trick for me. Yeah, because if you're struggling to get a good <laughs> night's sleep, you got to try the Titus and Tate podcast. Oh, no, no, no. You got to try a Purple Mattress. Okay, that's right. The founders of Purple are two brothers who have been de- developing cushioning technology for 30 years on things like medical beds and wheelchairs. In 2016, they finally decided to use their patented comfort technology to create Purple, the world's most scientific mattress. The Purple mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses this brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. Do you know that? Whoa. An actual rocket scientist. Whoa. Did not give his name, but it was definitely a rocket scientist. It was not like the memory phone that we're used to. The purple material feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time, so it keeps everything supported while still feeling very comfortable. Do you think there are more rocket scientists or brain surgeons in the world? I'll look that up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Uh, For a 100-night free risk trial, a risk-free trial, uh, if you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund, backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping and returns as well, and a free in-home setup and old mattress removal. You're going to love Purple, and right now, our listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text TATE to 84888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text TATE 84888. That's T-A-T-E, my name, 84888, message and data rates may apply. I've decided on... The people in Chicago were very uh, intrigued by this whole idea about the uh, promo codes, by the way. Yeah. A lot of of people asking questions about this. They want tits. (laughs) The promo code. (laughs) People in Chicago want tits. Yeah, the promo code. I've decided on brain surgeons, by the way. I think there there have to be more brain surgeons. But we need to to figure that out as a society. I will not read... We equate the two... Which one is harder? Purple, give us the name of the rocket scientist. (laughs) Release the tapes. Give us the name. Mike Rutherford, up next. All right, joining us now via FaceTime, Skype, whatever technology we're using, uh, we, we see his beautiful face. He's got the Adidas hat on. He's a company man. He's a, he's a brand uh, loyalist. It is Mike Rutherford. Uh, Mike, we wanna, I want to start here and get, and get these two things out of the way. Um, number one, the wheels are falling off with Louisville. Number two, why do you guys never beat Kentucky? Those were the two questions. I, don't wanna, I, promised, you, I promised you I would not make this entire interview. And like, take your time. Yeah. I promised you this entire interview would not be bad things, so I just want to say those two. Mm-hmm. We'll get them out of the way, and then we'll have Number one, I legit wore the Adidas hat for you guys. Like, I had it on earlier when I was shopping, yes. and I was, like, going to change clothes. I'm like, you know what? I'm keeping it on. Like, just, just for these two dudes, I'm keeping the Adidas hat on. Um, number two, first of all, I'm excited to be here. I, I followed <laughs> – I'm glad that that was the lead-in that we had. Nice deflection. I've, I have yes. uh, followed the podcast okay. all 17 iterations over the last three years, so I'm pumped to be here. <laughs> I guess go back to the first question. Wheels falling off, yeah. Like everybody in Louisville's freaking out. This is not what you want in mid February. It's all anybody's talking about. Um, there are some rumors floating around. It's uh, oh, ooh, we love rumors. I I, we love well, rumors. They're not true rumors, which are the best kind. But <laughs> oh yeah, I think yes. I Please I actually share. said this during our live show when we did it in Louisville way back a couple of years ago when you guys came in town. 
the best part about growing up a Louisville fan is that you hear the same two rumors every single year in February and March. And you hear about Kentucky and you hear it about Louisville. The second that Louisville loses two games in a row in February or Kentucky loses two games in a row, there's only one reason. And it's one guard. Rick Pitino. Well, back in the day, yeah. <laughs> okay. The okay, real rumor okay. is always one guard is banging the other guard's girlfriend. And it happens. Oh, it yes. happens every yes. single year. Every, like, back in the day, it was like Dewan Wheat and Alvin Sims. And I was a 10-year-old kid, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, this is incredible. And then you grow up, and you realize like it, it was all BS. Uh, it was Patrick Sparks and Rajon Rondo at Kentucky when they were struggling. It wasn't Billy Gillespie. It was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that was the original mm-hmm. UK struggling. So I'm just saying, keep an ear out for the uh, the rumor. It's going to be coming this week at some point. Th- that's why. That's why uh, Evan Turner and I hate each other. I was I was paying his girlfriend. I, I never. I've never said that publicly. <laughs> that's on the record. Yeah, that's yes. on that. We can put that on the record now. I think enough time has passed that. Uh, I Pull it out as a quotable that. for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'll be the teaser. It's always guards. Too. Um, I don't. I don't know why. Maybe it's because people don't want to. It's always guards. It's always the guards. I, I don't know if people don't want to visualize like Shigari Aline having sex or something. But it's all. It's only the guards. It's never the big men. I, I like to think that They're there's like a, there's like a committee that exists with Louisville who get who there's like the the origin of this rumor every time is the same like two or three guys and they yeah. all sit around a table and they're like really thinking about it and they're like all right hmm, let's see here all right we have our names the names are Darius Perry <laughs> and Fresh Kimball submit them all right let's go like 65 yeah. years old now yeah. they're like man we really like we're too old for this we should not be doing it anymore yeah um. Are you aware though? I, I I couldn't believe this. This blew my mind. So last year, you might remember Duke comes back against Louisville and completely ruined your ruined your guys' <laughs> season. Uh, you were not the same team. It the it, it was an absolute disaster. Are you aware the Georgia Tech game this season was exactly one year to the day of the Duke I'm game? I'm painfully aware that the wheels are now. We're here. February twelfth <laughs> seems to be the mark of a Chris Mack team. Can Chris Mack coach to Valentine's Day? This is this is what people are saying. He limps into Valentine's Day. Is that the rumor? Chris Mack is getting ready for Valentine's Day. Is his wife to blame? Should we should we go that oh direction? Um, Let's connect some dots here. What's can going on? Chris Mack Why is February twelfth? Yes. Yeah. I'm about it? to blow your mind here too because it goes it goes even deeper than this. This goes uh, all the way to the bottom. It's uh, Louisville. <laughs> Rick Pitino. <laughs> Everything always goes back to Pitino. Louisville, last January, 2019, only has one loss. It was the first game of the month. They win, I think, nine straight in the month. This month, this year, 2020, exact same thing. They lose to Florida State to open the month. They win out. After five games in February, two and three, both years. Saturday against Clemson, you come out, they had zero energy. They played a team that they had just beaten by 23 weeks ago and get dominated. And I don't know if you guys watched Chris Mack benches Jordan Wara. He's like, all right, this is it. Like, like this is the, the lineup change everybody's clamoring for. And everybody in Louisville's like, we've been talking about David Johnson starting for a month and a half now. Like, what's going on here? Jordan Wara comes out after the first four minutes and looks like he is actively trying to lose the game. Like, he's like, all right, you, you're going to bench me. This is what I'm going to do. Makes three turnovers in the first minute and a half. Um, hits one shot the entire game. Shows no signs of being, you know, inspired or anything like that. It was it was the worst performance I've seen from a Louisville team in a long, long time as far as expectations are concerned. They've got I mean, if, if they don't get it right this week, it's it's not happening. I as a as a early adopter to the the Wara hate, um, I, I feel very vindicated in what's transpired with Wara going he has seven points, eight turnovers, mm. six fouls in the two losses to eight. And I don't blame him. I don't blame Jordan. I, I, I have a whole theory and I want to run this by you, Mike. And and this is all timeline based. So Wake Forest, back in the day, right, 2005, 2009 era, 
they were a team that was competing at the top of the ACC, but they would always get to the top around, you know, mid-January, late January. Remember when they were 16-0 with Dino Gaudio uh, in 2009, and then they'd just fall apart, you know, mm-hmm. get blown out by Cleveland State in the second round. You know, that's what happened in 2009. 2005, same thing. And as I worked through this, I kept saying to myself, well, Chris Mack, this is his problem. This is a Chris Mack problem. But Ooh. then I did the research. Chris Mack left for Xavier in 2004. Guess who stayed awake for us? Guess who was there in 2005 when they collapsed? Dino Gaudio. Oh, my God. And then in 2009, again, 16-0, number one, second time they were number one in the country, collapse again, lose to Cleveland State. Dino Gaudio. Chris Mack comes back to Louisville. He says, I need an assistant here, a guy that's been there, a guy that's you know seen it all. Let him sit next to me. In 2018, they lose to Duke, like we said, the uh-huh. Drew Bruder film. Dino Gaudio and is then- the guy. He can get you to February 12th. And then he will collapse. And then to bring it full circle. I don't circle, blame Chris Mack. To, I blame Dino To Gaudio. bring it full circle, there are certain Dino Gaudio rumors about guards Jeff as well. <laughs> it all it all About connects. collapses it with guards. Connects. Oh, my God. We're doing Dino it. Dino Gaudio. We just cracked the case. It's Dino yes. Gaudio's for If there's <laughs> any program that can effectively blame an assistant mm. for the issues that it's having at the current time, I, I think that we are near the top of the list, if not at the top of the list. So this is just it, – it's a new level. This is like mm. the uh, – like the third season of a TV show where it goes in a completely different direction. So we're still blaming the assistant, but for entirely different so, reasons. Dino Gaudio's an angel. <laughs> wow. How about that? I'm he's just a, saying he's a good guy. Yeah. Circumstances say it may be Dino's fault. What uh what about the what about the other part of my two part question that I started with? <laughs> why why don't you guys beat Kentucky? Why why is why does this happen? Why I, I get so frustrated by this, Mike. I'm I'm sure you probably get a little more frustrated than I do. <laughs> it's a little bit. <laughs> Look, what, look, look, guys. Explain to me why deal. this is still a rivalry. How is this a rivalry, Mike? Well, it's not. <laughs> Louisville's, Louisville's too cool for the rivalry. Mm. Like, we're, we're, just, mm. we're, we're above we're it. Too cool like, you guys it. aren't rivals. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, look, it's, played, it's played between Christmas and New Year's. Mm. Nobody's watching. Like nobody. nobody cares. Like, go crazy, Kentucky. Like, <laughs> cool, you want a basketball game. We're worried about, like, Kissing girls on New Year's Eve—that's where our focus is. We're too busy Let kissing start- girls. Sorry, we're kissing. That's like a, <laughs> exactly. That's like a sixth. We're, we're, like a sixth grade. We're too sc- cool for this rivalry. I, I mean, let us start winning some, and maybe we'll start caring again. That's what I'm saying. You're in sixth grade at the uh, recess, like yeah. talking smack yes. to your yes. <laughs> to the bully. You're like exactly. Oh, yes. Yeah, you kicked my ass, but I was kissing a girl. So <laughs> that's where we are, right? It's kind of like um, like when I was when computers were first starting to get real big, yeah. like late '90s. My family didn't have one, so I, you know, made fun of kids who had computers. Like, they, they were nerds. And even when I got one, I didn't know how to use it, so I was like, nerds suck. And now I quite literally spend all day on a computer and make my entire living off a computer. So when Louisville starts winning again, we'll start caring about the rivalry again. Yeah, you'll stop kissing. <laughs> exactly. Back to playing. Um, we'll start- what, what is uh, – I, I promise we'll move away from – Oh God! We oh got the, the the Virginia poster just fell behind us. That's the, the that one of the Virginia. That's a lot about Virginia. I, I think that <laughs> might be over. I think that's a side. Yeah, that might be it. That might be. We have a Virginia poster yeah. hanging in the studio, and it it's just fell. Just the, the 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 yeah. Um. All right. Uh. W- w- my final Louisville question, because we we really don't want to. I, I we text, don't. I texted you point. to come on the uh, yeah. the show, and you're like, oh my God, perfect timing. Thank you for <laughs> waiting until <laughs> my team is is uh. Or how was how was the mood around Louisville in the post Rick Pitino, post Papa John, post mm. um, that phase of Louisville athletics? We're now enough time has passed now where everyone no else, Jurich. the rest of the country's yeah. kind of moved on. Tate and I will never move mm. on from it all, but the rest of the country's kind of moved on. We're in the new phase of Louisville basketball and everything. Um, have you settled into the post Pitino life? What what's the mood like, Mike? 
it's up and down. Like every time that Louisville loses a game, like they did on Saturday, Louisville fans instantly forget that Rick Pitino ever lost a game. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like if Chris Mack would just press and shoot a billion threes, <laughs> we'd be winning these games by forty-five Agreed. every single time Agreed. out. And then when when Louisville's rolling, everybody's like, "I'm so glad we got rid of all these guys. It feels good to feel good about our program <laughs> right, right, again." Right. And that's what it comes yeah. down to. And then. Is it weird that Papa John is strangely more visible these days in, than Rick Pitino in America? Like, we hear more from Papa now than we do from Pitino. I, I think Pitino is building his... Somehow uh, Pitino is viewed as a better guy. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> like, you know, people are like, look, I love Rick. He's the best. Uh, yeah, that's where we are right now. And Papa John, he's wearing blue behind the bench now. And yeah, he's it's, Kentucky. it's by design. Rick Pitino, he disappeared. He's over in Greece. He's yeah. going to win a lot of games. He's got Dickie V being his mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. He's building his, like, strategy to come back. To the Knicks, And yes. he's been tweeting through it this mm-hmm. whole time. And mm-hmm. then he's gonna come back to the Knicks. Yeah, that's been. And Papa John's been in our face a little too much. I think that's the problem. <laughs> the other thing too is because you get you were talking about what's post Louisville like without Papa John, without uh, you know Papa still lives here, and the best Papa, Papa you call story him Papa. Is, <laughs> Papa's still here. Are, it just rolls off the tongue. You're he, just like, yeah, Papa. Yeah, <laughs> the Papa's still in the house. He did a full interview where like the first twenty minutes here locally were just him explaining about how he legally calls himself Papa, uh, and everybody but his wife calls him Papa. <laughs> But so we have in Louisville, we have these like banners all around town that say like so and so's Louisville. Like there's like an Ali's Louisville. There's a like Diane Sawyer's Louisville, like a LeBron's Louisville. We claim people who don't have any relation to Louisville. But Papa John has really wanted one of those like for his entire life and they refused to give him one. So when Jennifer Lawrence got hers like a couple of years ago, he was like, well, I know the guy who's making it. We'll just do it all together. Had one made, still didn't get approved to be anywhere. So there's a Papa's Louisville gigantic ass banner. <laughs> In his house, oh in his God. house, so he's he's still very much in the city of Louisville. He's still a pretty big figure. Oh my God, we gotta see that in his house. Yeah, we need we need like an MTV Cribs with Papa John. Um, so Louisville, as we said, you guys have lost two in a row. Um, you you have have relinquished the top spot in the ACC standings to Duke, who has not won a regular mm-hmm. season ACC crown since 2006 outright. They won it in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it the, Duke is now positioned. Uh, first of all, do you feel any responsibility for this as a Louisville fan? Secondly, do you care about winning the ACC? Is this something – because I, I want to kind of have a discussion to a larger point because beyond just watching Louisville, you watch a ton of college basketball, and um, it feels like the the as the NBA has gotten to a point where the regular season doesn't matter, people are trying to trickle that down into college. And as a guy who grew up in the Big Ten, and, and the Big Ten has, for the most part, remained unchanged. You know, we've added a few teams, but – it's still like a massive deal to Big Ten teams to win the Big Ten regular season title. It's still a very big deal. Um, and I'm just curious because a lot of people around the country have different feelings on this. Mike, how important is it to you that Louisville wins the regular season ACC title? I care about as much as your dad. Like, that's uh, that's my go-to because I think that, what, Purdue fans care a lot, but your dad's like, whatever, we don't care about regular. Right, I'm right. kind of more mm. – I'm with Bill Tide. Okay. That's, that's my stance. <laughs> I Aren't don't we care. All? Yeah. <laughs> you put that on a t-shirt. I, I'm with Bill Titus. <laughs> I, I am with Bill Titus. Like everything he said during that, I was like, all right, like this is, this is basically my dad on a podcast. Yeah. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But like, I think it would be different if you had the, the even scheduling like you do in the PAC 12 and the, and the big 12, like with the ACC, it feels like you look at Duke's schedule down the stretch and it's so much easier than, I mean, Louisville's got to go with two Florida state and two Virginia and you just never know. Like the schedule comes out and you play, I guess, with a 20-game schedule. Now you play six teams twice. And you look at it and you're like, I think this is tougher than it should be. Or I think – but like, you, like this year, we had no idea that all these teams were going to suck outside the top three. Yeah. So it's just – I don't know. It's not that big of a deal. I think mostly – I know Chris Max played it up a bunch. He takes it real seriously. Yeah. He said, 
although he's not talking about it as much now as he was a week ago. But was, like they hyped up the ACC title a bunch. But I think it's more now like you're thinking about your seeding more than you're thinking yeah. about winning a, a regular season. Title. Yeah, I was going to ask you, it, would, would your answer be different if you had won these last two games and you were still in first place? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's it'd, it'd be the big. We haven't won one since the American. Yeah. You know, it's our first ACC regular season title. We've been waiting five years. So is is there a conference tournament or a con, not a conference tournament, a conference regular season race? And we can open up the floor to Tate. Tate, you can mm. jo- join in on on mm. this thought as well. Are, do we like? Let's collectively, the three of us, decide. Like, is there a conference ter- uh, conference regular season race that we're we're glued in on? Because the Pac-12, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the Pac-12. The yeah. Pac-12, totally the Pac-12. <laughs> half the conference is within yes. one game, but yes. it's also the Pac-12. So it's like it's a race. At do the we bottom. care? Yes. Who, the Big Ten is yeah. now for all the chaos that's been happening. The Big Ten. It's basically a two-team race between mm-hmm. Penn State and Maryland, which are not original Big Ten members. Not my Big Ten. No, get them out. New Big Ten. Um, yeah. Is Mike for you? Is there is there a race like? You know, as Louisville is the SEC interesting? Is it interesting? Are you cheering against Kentucky no. to blow the SEC? Are you watching the Big East? Of course. Or, or, or is there anything? Does does anything do it for you? I feel like the Big East is the obvious answer, but I don't want to pander to you guys and the, the Fox overlords. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, so please I'm gonna, do. I'm going to steer clear please of that. I, I just, I'm going to go. Like I think the Big Twelve with Baylor and Kansas, but mainly just because I want Kansas to start a new streak where they're really, really good every year. But they never win the Big Twelve regular season title. That's and we look back and we're like, do you know how hard it is to be top five, top ten every year for fourteen straight years without winning a Big Twelve? Like this maybe is the uh, <laughs> the most impressive accomplishment that Bill Self's had. That, that is true. Like, and Scott Drew just keeps winning thing. every single year, yeah. never in the tournament. Yeah. You know how hard it is to win the Big Twelve every single year and then lose in the second round. The, that's hard. that's the streak I'm interested in. Is Scott Drew has never won a major conference. He's, Scott Drew has never made a Final Four and mm. never won a, a regular season conference. Title. I don't think he's ever won a tournament title either, which is why it's so funny that like he is a great coach, but he's never really won anything. It's just good enough. So it's just like, yeah, yeah. he's definitely the best coach that's never won a trophy mm-hmm. by far. So I, I want to keep that narrative alive. I want him to not win a trophy because it's funny. And I want Baylor to like lose in the, I don't know. Never, never mind. Um, <laughs> poor, yeah, poor Scott Drew. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what about, uh, as I said, you watch a lot of college basketball. Who's your player of the year pick right now? This is this is Toby Toppin. Okay, not close. Okay, not Next close. Question. Let's move on. Mm. I think we're all yeah. in agreement, right? It's Obi. We're all yeah, agreement. It's been over. No, it's enough windmills. No stopping Obi Toppin. It's. Uh, I mean, he's. If you could watch any player in America for one night, you knew they were going to have a big game. I mean, maybe you'd say Marcus Howard because he could score forty and threes are a bunch of fun. I feel like Obi Toppin's the obvious answer, though. Like he does windmills, he blocks stuff, he hits threes. Like he's he's the most fun player in college basketball this year. I, and then they like each other. The whole team likes it. They play together. Yeah. yeah. I mean, dangerous. I think team. I think Toppin has emerged as by far the 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 leading candidate. I know Garza has been great. I think I see it as we we love tears on this program. Mm-hmm. The Seth Greenberg tears. Mm-hmm. I have Toppin at tier one. Tier two is Garza by himself. I would say tier three is in like Peyton Pritchard. Miles Powell, Marcus mm-hmm. Howard. I think Devon Dotson has Malachi to be Malachi Flynn, in there. maybe. Malachi Flynn. Just mm-hmm. like all the guards that are like, we have to acknowledge you, but let's be honest, you're yeah. not actually winning National yeah. Player of the Year. That's kind of how I see it. I think it's Toppin by far, and then Garza, and then everyone else kind of. And still, I don't feel like America or the general public will know who Obi Toppin is when we get to the tournament. People will say, who is that guy? Who is Dayton? Are they really that good? And they'll be treated, you know, like the the small school that they really are. But we all know that Loud Nation loves us, and we're going to support them to the top because mm-hmm. they're sending us, you know, sweatshirts I've- at this point. Oh, I've got a question for you guys. I'm going to take yeah. over the yes, podcast please. here. Um, do you? Is it weird to you all that Powell versus Howard is not a bigger deal nationally? Because I mean, it, it, Howard leads the nation in scoring, and Powell's like the best player on the team that leads the Big East. I feel like this should be a bigger deal. This this absolutely should be a bigger deal. <laughs> what because- Marquette fan got to you, Mike? 
<laughs> it's become a big deal. It's become a big deal in our world because um, I don't know what was it like six months ago. We said Miles Powell, we like him a little better, and mm-hmm. then like Marquette fans were like, "Well, they just cracked their knuckles." They're like, "Well, I guess yes. this is what I'm going to be doing with my life for the <laughs> just tweet at these two assholes." Yeah, forever. Um, it, you, you bring up a good point though because two they 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 both should be first team All Americans. They're both in the same conference. They both play a similar style in the sense that like if you're not paying a ton of attention, they're just like kind of chuckers they're not really but i just if you're going to reduce their game down it's like they no, both let, shoot let, a let's lot pull that clip lot. out they are definitely yeah. <laughs> just say it, marcus howard a chucker you know what i mean nothing else <laughs> takes a lot of shots no we're kidding. i am surprised because uh i would say marcus howard is the better player but miles powell is winning and miles powell miles uh, miles powell's team <laughs> plays defense mm-hmm. so it, it, it becomes like a, a litmus test for like what you value and and i feel like all the the boomers probably love Miles Powell more because his team's going to win the biggest. Although that's come, that's becoming very interesting too. Seton Hall is doing the same thing as Louisville. They lost two in a row. It's a, it's a one game race now, but they're still in first place. Um, whereas Marcus Powell or Marcus Howard, God damn, I'm all over the place. <laughs> Marcus Howard is, is like, if you just took him, like, cause this is the argument. Let's just say Marquette best fans, case scenario. If there was a Marcus Powell. Yeah. Marcus Powell. That's we my made vote. that player. If Marcus, as, as Marquette fans point out to us, Marcus Howard has less help mm-hmm. and he has to do it all himself. But then Mike, the point I make back to them is part of why Marcus Howard has less help is because he ran off the Hauser brothers and they, mm. yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I agree with you. It is a, it is a great debate. I don't understand why this isn't like in a, in a season where we're looking for like juicy stuff to sink our teeth into. I feel like this is a good thing to, uh, to debate. Um, but yeah, we're not doing it really. I feel like he's dealing with the Perry Ellis kind of thing where he's been in college basketball. We know Marcus Howard, people have watched him play. And again, Marquette, for whatever reason, people don't really tune in. And now Marquette fans are now typing right now. They are on their computers typing. <laughs> well, Marcus, Mar- does Marcus Howard have a have an NCAA tournament run in him? Does, I, I don't remember what Marquette has done. That ha- that he certainly doesn't have a game. He doesn't have like the Carson. Ed- this this was ha- what started the whole discussion with us. We kept saying Carson Edwards would be the biggest star in college basketball, and then the Marquette fans say Marcus Howard's a bigger star. We said if Carson Edwards came back after what he did against Virginia, he would be the biggest star by far in college basketball because everyone watched it. And I think that's that's part of the problem. Is like, have either of these guys had the moment in March? I don't. Well, John Moran wrecked him in that game last year, the five twelve right. game. That's yes. right. That's yeah. right. So I was gonna say he did play in the most memorable first round game of last year. It just was not memorable for any Marcus Howard reason. What <laughs> it was John Moran getting a triple double and everyone saying, "Man, this guy should probably be a top two pick." Yeah, who's that other guy? Getting? I think so. I think in Marquette's fans' minds, he is like he is 08 Steph Curry coming back in 09, and it's like, why doesn't everybody love our guy? And we're like, because he wasn't 08 Steph Curry like you think he was. He was. <laughs> he did not do that. Um, and that's probably why people aren't talking about him, right? Because this is a sport that only exists in the zeitgeist for two weeks. But out of the in reality, we are now talking about how we are not talking yeah. about him. So <laughs> right. he is being talked about. There you yeah, go. He's, he is a winner. What is, uh, what is your most controversial college basketball opinion? <laughs> most controversial. <laughs> that Louisville um, is kissing and Kentucky yes. is trying too hard in the rivalry. Yes. Besides Which that. Cool. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Try left. <laughs> like that's, uh, that's the whole point there. Um, Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky nerds. Nerds, Yeah, those famous nerds at the University of Kentucky. When I think of the University of Kentucky basketball team, I think of just (laughs) guys. Absolutely. I mean, you should. That's uh, it's the new norm. Um, I think that first of all, have you all been attacked by San Diego State fans? They are way more rabid than I ever would have. They like us. No, they they like us because we 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 do a Pac-12 update. Yeah, and we we include them in it. We talk about they like to be in the Pac-12. You don't like you don't like San Diego State? Are they not undefeated? I do. Are they not undefeated enough for you? Should they be more undefeated, Mike? Aztec fans, hit the uh, the thirty second tip (laughs) button right here. Um, 
my bold, I, I think they're going to win out the regular season. I, I think they're going to pull a 2004 St. Joe's. I, okay. I think that they, they win out, they go into the uh, Mountain West tournament undefeated, and they lose the first game. Mm. St. Joe's lost, I think, Xavier that year back in 04. I think that mm. exact same thing happens. That, that's my basketball like hot take. Here's my <clears throat> semi-basketball hot take. So for years, the most overblown phrase this time of year has been historically weak bubble. <laughs> and I actually, I wrote about this back in 2017. I, I went this. back and I found yeah. like 25 years of evidence of every single year people talking about it being a historically weak bubble. And then the very next year, the first year that people were ever like, hey, man, the bubble's actually pretty good this year, was the one year in my lifetime where Louisville was on it and didn't get into the NCAA <laughs> tournament. With the year David Patrick was like, like, the bubble's actually friggin' awesome this year. And I was like, well, uh, of course it is. I think historically, weak bubble is dead. It, it's no, lo- no longer the big catchphrase for those people mm. who are talking about this sort of thing. Here you go. And when I say it, you're going to have already heard it before. This is the, the new 2020 frame. Mm. Got to get a 68 team somehow. Oh, I like that. There I like it is. that. That's a good one. Yes, yes. There Trademark that. You heard it here first. Yeah. We got to get 68 teams somehow. Yeah, I love that. Look, it's Seth, like, 68 teams are going to have to play in this tournament. You're saying you're saying the exact same thing as historically weak bubble. It's the exact same. Yeah, exactly. It's the exact same thing. It's just repackaged. I love it. Yeah. We got to get you know, 68 Purdue's, teams somehow. How is a 12 and 16 Purdue a seven seed? Like, this, this doesn't seem to make sense to me. Yeah. And then, you know, Seth Davis chimes in. He's like, man. Keep an ear out. I'm telling you, those are all good. I love that. Uh, are Are you of the opinion that this is going to be a crazy tournament, or um, mm. I, Tate, Tate and I were talking about that? We we kind of got into a semi argument, not really argument with Rostin. Rostin doesn't argue; he just kind of talks and we listen and not <laughs> along. Um, but uh, <laughs> Rostin's of the opinion that like chaos is great in the tournament. Like, give me as as much chaos as you. And he points to 2011 as like a great example of how fun it was. He's like, "What a great tournament!" And then I pointed like, out to him, I was like, "John, tournament. that was the worst Final Four title game I think we've ever seen." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, not in my mind, Mark. So, say Louisville. Um, I don't. I don't know. This is a crazy situation that it's going to be hard for you to imagine what this would be like. But say Louisville is banned from an NCAA tournament and can't play. Um, <laughs> What are you as a neutral fan? What kind of chaos? When when we say March Madness and chaos, what kind of chaos are you looking for? Just like we're cheering against Duke and Kentucky, and that's it. Is it like, do you want the rostering thing where we have like an eleven seed versus an eight seed in the Final Four? Um, what 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 does Mike Rutherford want? I, I think in this particular year, I'm fine with chaos and kind of crappy play in the Final Four because if you get the the blue bloods, if you get like a Kansas versus Duke, everybody's going to say those teams are down anyway. Can you believe this Duke team? Won a national title when Zion and, and all of yeah, that. Yeah. And, and yes. by the way, I'll give I'll give both you guys props too because you have been continually doing the thing that power conference teams uh, fans of power conference teams are supposed to do when their team sucks. Like they, you, you always have been doing the. Well, th- this year sucks. Yeah. Like college <laughs> yeah, basketball, yeah. It's terrible. Not our year. Yeah, yeah. It's a down year. You're a loser. Like, Absolutely. Post Super Bowl pod was like, if you watch the sport, you are You're an idiot. idiot. Like, like, go, <laughs> what an start idiot. kissing some girls. Like we're kissing girls. Our team sucks. <laughs> You guys are watching college basketball. And if you notice the last couple of episodes, like Titus is kind of I've been more into like, it, yeah. You know, I, I've got the March feeling again. Like, I'm feeling pretty good. No. About it. I remember why this is so special. And Tate's like, no. No, 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 no. Let's there. be honest. The worst part of that, it was Friday we did that show, or Tuesday, whatever it was. And then I go into the weekend, and I watch, like, a promo. Like, Titus does this whole package about what a great season this has been. And I was like, what? I was like, this, I was like what happened? Didn't we just say it was a terrible season? And it was like, this streak ended. This thing happened. I was like, oh, maybe it after we, after we did that, that show right after the Super Bowl, um, 
you t- the, you're talking about the everyone that says the historic of the week bubble thing. Someone pointed out to me that Tate and I do this every year. We're like, as soon as our team, as soon as we hit conference play and our team yeah. start to lose a little bit, we're, we we come in and do a podcast. And you know, and the start of February, we where we're wish like, it was better. We're like, man, I don't know, college basketball. It's yeah. been kind of weird this year, right? We, we're kind of like <laughs> Dino Gaudio. It's like as soon as we hit that point in the season, we're kind of <laughs> out. We're like, yeah, I think we're over. At least, uh, but that's what you're supposed to do. Right. Like the the year, like 2013, when Louisville was awesome and killing everybody, and Kentucky sucked, and they were going to go to the NIT. Like every UK fan in the world was like, "Well, who cares? It's a down year for college basketball." And I was like, "Okay, are we not supposed to be good?" Like that's, but that's what everybody. How does. do you feel about the Astros not losing their title for actually cheating an actual game, <laughs> and you guys losing your title for hiring strippers to get naked? The the Astro <laughs> comparison have been flying around the city. Like you guys are making jokes. Like every joke you can make about like that Louisville fans can be pissed off about. They've one hundred percent been pissed yeah. off about. They're like. Jose Altuve was getting like signed. I'm like, oh my god, like whatever. Like, what are you gonna do? But yeah, it's it's frustrating. Well, I mean, the, I, I saw Manfred actually said that the like they're they're not taking the title away because it's just a piece of yeah. He's like a piece of metal. It's like a hunk of junk. It's like I think you just devalued your entire league, my friend. Nobody actually cares. And then meanwhile, Luke Hancock's like, I care. Luke Hancock's gonna <laughs> Luke Hancock's gonna petition to like, like get the please. Thing. 2013 happened. He's gonna petition on the. He's got the banner yeah. up. I yeah, know. We have a banner now. I don't. I don't know what you guys. That are would be about. awesome if Luke Hancock petitioned to get the Astros title removed. If he if he led the charge to. <laughs> this is what Luke Hancock does. Yeah. This is the new phase of Luke Hancock's life. Is he just goes around and, and finds injustices in sports yes. and he he sets them and right. then reports from the ACC network what's going yeah. on with the Astros. Uh, what else? What else do we have to talk to Mike about, Tate? I just want to ask Mike uh, again. We're going to bring up Kentucky. I mean, you talk about a historically bad season. They're still number ten in the country. They still have a really good team, and it does feel like John Calipari is one foot out the door. So, what is what is the rumor? What does the rumor mill look like in Kentucky? Are people excited about the idea of Calipari going to New York, or is that just me mm. making that up? It's well, everybody's made it okay, up, great. but it's still. I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep saying fun. it until it happens. No, we, we we love it. I mean, Kentucky fans are doing the whole. First of all, the last time that he had an NBA rumor was a full what eleven months yes. ago, and they gave him a lifetime contract like, for ten years. For ten years. <laughs> <laughs> does he get an afterlife contract now? Like, yeah. is, is it like a after you die, you get buried center court rup arena and people have to play around your headstone? Like, that's, that's <laughs> the only thing that there is left with the NBA rumors to combat them. But it's, it's not going to happen. I mean, Kentucky, they're fine this year. To go back to where we started before we cut off on it, uh, like all these tangents, which is totally my well, fault. Well, it's the podcast. Like, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, the, the tournament this year, if it is going to get wild, you're going to, like, I don't want 2014 more than I don't want 2011. I don't want, mm. like, in 2014, I don't think that half the country is aware that a seven seed played an eight seed in the national title game because it was UConn versus Kentucky. Right, right. Like, I, I don't want like six seed Kentucky playing, you know, four seed for like, well, four seed would be weird. But if we're going to have weird seeds, make them weird teams. That's my only ask if it's going to get weird this fall. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, so I, I, my, my final question before you go, if Patino, I, I just thought of this randomly because you're talking, you're talking about how Cal doesn't want to leave Kentucky. And then I thought about how Patino always calls Kentucky Camelot and he always speaks so fondly of Kentucky and everything. Is the, is there actually ill will between Patino and Louisville and on the heels of the Bob Knight thing? Like, can you envision a world where Patino comes back and yeah. is at half court waving to Louisville people? What, what's the, what is that like? I should have asked that earlier when we were talking about Patino. It just, it just hit will me. Will Patino get the Bob Knight moment? Yeah, will he get a Bob Knight moment or is he completely out? I honestly don't even know how he feels about Louisville. Or is it just like, I hate the administration and now I'm over it or what? Well, he said he did kind of like the reverse Bob Knight thing where he's like, I'll never come back until uh, Papa John, 
Greg Postal and David Grissom, who were the interim president and the interim board of trustees, had like told they're all gone. Like all those dudes are gone. <laughs> like, Papa John, Papa John got fired in disgrace. Um, the Grissom guy, like David Grissom, had to pretty much resign in disgrace. He had a bunch of things that went poorly. The the interim president stepped down eventually. Like. Rick is kind of like he's doing like a Kill Bill thing where he's checking off all these people. <laughs> we just hit he may have, he's like, <laughs> he may eventually come back. Like, don't piss the man off. Like, everybody that he has called out has had something terrible happen. <laughs> I mean, it kind of happened with Knight, too, by the way. Yeah. Like, Miles Brand died. Neil Reed literally died. Yeah, we're not like, saying that we're investigators or that we're, you know, but maybe maybe check in on all yeah, that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that, there. that's something the FBI. That's something they should do. Um, Mike. It's a uh, Hall of Fame for a reason, man. <laughs> Mike, we appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, you're, you're a great sport. We could have had you on at any point in the season, and we chose when Louisville's on a two-game losing streak. Um, we, we, we appreciate the insight. Uh, this is the part of the show where I would plug something for you. I asked you before, what do you want me you to plug? No plugs. You said no plugs. You said please no don't plug, plug anything. No. What's, what's the deal with the radio no. show? You were part of the iHeart uh, nonsense? I was, yeah. uh, you know, I made the savvy veteran play to get laid off right before the other jobs really ratchet up in March. So got that out of the way in January. Uh, check out SBNation.com. Great mm. college basketball coverage. Cardchronicle.com for all your Louisville coverage. Oh, yes. And we started a, a podcast a few months ago, too, which has been a, a lot of fun. So uh, oh, check that, that out. But yeah. weird. I'll have to check my email and find where you invited me to come on. Oh. I, I must have lost that in the must have gone to the spam folder I, or something. I'm waiting for Ohio State <laughs> to tank again. It's, it's oh, the whole thing. Is. Can we say like. You joke about it. this is like the third time in the last couple of years where you've been like, we need to have you on to talk about Louisville under the radar killing people. And then right after we've had that conversation, yeah. Louisville has just completely crapped all over. I have the receipts. I literally texted him before the two game losing streak. I was like, we got to have you on soon, man, because Louisville is kind of flying under the radar right now. I feel like I th- you guys are ranked fifth, but no one really knows it. You're leading the ACC. No one really knows it. Dino Gaudio. <laughs> Mike, thank you so much. We got to uh, we got to come to the Kentucky Derby, by the way. Yes. When 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 we came Absolutely. to the, the the side, I'm going to tell a little tale out of school, mm. possibly here. But uh, when we did the live show in Louisville, you came. Uh, I think Breeders' Cup was going on. Um, you showed up like five minutes before you were supposed to go on stage because you had been at at Churchill Downs the entire day. Um, and that's when I realized that you are degenerate. You love horse racing more than yeah. any person I know. And that's when I realized I need to come to Kentucky Derby with you. So let's set that up. We also realized that we were going to announce you to bring you on stage. And when we walked on stage, you just walked with yeah, us. Yeah, it is and true. We were, we were like, gonna call we're like, Mike yeah. is lit. <laughs> we said, we Mike, like Mike was, Mike, we sit him down. We're like, all right, here's the plan. So Tate and I are going to walk out. We're going to say hi to everybody. We're just going to kind of do like an opening little bit. And then we're going to introduce you like in three minutes. Like, just give us three minutes, yeah. Mike. He's like, cool. And then they're like, whatever, Titus and Tate, everybody, we walk out. Mike's just carrying a beer he's like walking with a right chair you're in a chair he just slaps the chair down chair. he's like let's get it going it was great when you hit a pick five on breeders cup day you do whatever you want for the rest of the day you guys uh, literally scheduled that on the busiest day in the history yeah, of louisville. We had that louisville played clemson in football the actual basketball team was playing in an exhibition while we were doing yeah. the live show so timing's always been your it own was thing. it was the word we had nothing to do with it yeah we, we, we but you know we just showed up way it goes. yeah <laughs> um mike thank you so much this is a pleasure we'll have we'll have you on i promise we'll have you on louisville at some will come point back. when louisville yes. is doing well um you guys make the sweet 16 you have my word you can come on the show don't blame chris don't, Mack. That, that's that's a low bar to clear mm-hmm. what could possibly go wrong cleveland state well, I, I'm excited to be on like the hours after we get beat in the second round. So that'll be a whole <laughs> lot of fun. And do come to the Derby. We'll tell you all why it's uh, way better than the Indianapolis. Five oh God! Five oh, times God. better than the Indianapolis. Oh my five God! We'll show you. All right, all right. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. See you, Mike. Later, guys. 
All right, thank you again to Mike Rutherford, SB Nation, Card Chronicle. Uh, I know he said no plugs. But also nowhere. Plugging. Yeah. But also, also Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll be honest, Dave, part of why I wanted to have Mike on is because I was hoping he would be more optimistic. <laughs> I was. I wanted to have him on to be like, Mike, Louisville sucks now, and he mm-hmm. for him to be for him to say, no, we don't. We're just mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. We just got to get back on track, and we'll be good. And he was like, yes, we suck. <laughs> I'm hitting the panic button. It, it's an 8 out of yeah, 10. It wasn't even like any sort of upside. I mean, no, he kind of was just wasn't. like, yeah, it seems like the season's over. It was fun when we were number one, and it's gone. And the Derby's in a few months, so that'll yeah. be cool. <laughs> yeah, come on down. We'll go to uh, yeah, any horse race. Before we get out of here, we have to talk about John Beeline. Uh, during mm-hmm. the All-Star game, Woj tweets that like right, right as the All-Star game is getting good, not just during it. It, was, mm-hmm. it wasn't during the orchestrated part, like you said, the first and second quarters when everyone's dunking. It was like right when everything's competitive and everyone's locked in. Mm-hmm. Woj is like, oh, by the way, the Cavs and John Beeline are probably going to part ways this week. It's probably going to happen. Probably. Probably. Um, they're going to have – no, they're going to have a discussion about their future together, yes. which – I mean, it sounds like they already what, had a discussion yeah, about what the world, future, and it did not go great. In what world are they going to come out of that room and say, "Wow, we should really continue this <laughs> let's, for sure"? Let's double down on this, and also we should point out, Beeline signed a five-year deal, so yeah. this was supposed to be. You but know, Beeline, his, when Beeline, his whole baby, he's gonna when, when he signed the five-year deal, he had to know he wasn't going to stick around for five years, right? Like, there's no way. I, I even when he did it, like we knew. I I thought he he had to have known. There's a 10% chance this is going to be successful. Look, I don't and think if he it's thought not... that his team would play like slugs. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think that when that happened, he was just like, this is not here's, what I thought it would be. Here's my proposal, because Michigan fans are up in arms about this, because uh, if Beeline, they just don't want to see Beeline back in college at all. Mm-hmm. One, just the the whole idea of John Beeline coaching another team is just weird. It just messes with your head. Mm-hmm. Two, you don't want to play against the guy, because that could happen. That he, No matter where he ends up, you might play him in the NCAA tournament. Um that would be really weird. So Michigan fans are up in arms. They, they do not like this at all. I have a solution, Tate. Why don't the Cavs in Michigan just switch coaches? Yeah, trade. Make a trade. Does Jawan Howard not want to coach in the NBA? Is this not what, like, I, I feel like Michigan is the only college job he's interested in mm-hmm. because it's Michigan. It's his alma mater. Otherwise, he would have no interest whatsoever in college And basketball. guess what else this does, right? What? This connects the tissue between the Miami Heat and the Cleveland Cavaliers right. and LeBron James because Jawan Howard— And they bring Howard, LeBron home. Exactly. <laughs> he's coming back. He's coming home. And it's just like he got the Fab Five back to Michigan for one year. They won the Bahamas, and then he's this like, great right, idea. I'm going back to the NBA. Cleveland set the, set the groundwork to bring LeBron and Bronny Jr. Mm-hmm. to Cleveland. That's how you get LeBron back is you draft you, – you continue to tank, but then hire Jawan Howard, draft Bronny Jr. number one because mm-hmm. everyone knows Bronny Jr. is going to be the number one pick. Yes, in whatever of course. Draft Lock it out. in. Lock, yeah. Of Lock course. Um, and then LeBron comes back home to play with his son in Cleveland. Yes. Done and done. And then John Beeline goes to Michigan. Um, I'm coming home again. He's going to Texas, correct? NSI exclusive. It's got to happen. I forget. I wish I would have paid more attention to what Rostin was saying. We were asking him which coaches are going to get fired, and he was droning on and on about contracts <laughs> and what else. I was like, just say, hey, just tell us. Is he going to get fired, John? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, shot, it, he's, Beeline's got to go to Texas. And if he's not going to Texas, he's going to Texas. <laughs> like, if I feel like we're starting the clock right now, and until Texas hires someone other than Shaka Smart or until John Beeline gets another job, mm-hmm. That is all we're going to hear about is John Beeline to Texas. You One of those so? two things has to happen. You Where else would he go? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm trying in my head. He's not going to, to Wake that. Forest. I know. Who, who else is? I was thinking about I use, ACC schools. That I were use open. not if, if IU was open, but yes. I I use not firing Archie. There's like a zero percent chance they're firing Archie. Mm-hmm. Zero. Mm-hmm. Lock it in. I'm gonna zero. look at the camera. Zero <laughs> percent. There's no chance they're firing Archie this year. They'll, they might fire him next year. They're this not firing him. This, this year. is gonna be pretty close. But like, if you were really, if, if Ohio State was, if this was, if this was a rivalry like a North Carolina Duke, the most savage thing that they could do right now is pull a Babe Ruth and just say, Chris, 
Really appreciate it. I mean, like Louisville did with Patino? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, just, it, yeah. and just say, we want John Beeline yeah. to be at our school. And that would really, people in Ann Arbor, their heads would explode. No, the savage thing to do is Chris Holtman tweets right now that he... he He's uh, taking he, the Cavs job. No, dude. He, he, <laughs> I'm going to the Cavs. The most savage thing you could possibly do is if you're Chris Holtman, you offer John Beeline your associate head coaching position mm. on your staff. Mm. <laughs> you're number two. My right hand. You hire... You're my, you hire, you're my coach Yost. You hire him to be your assistant coach, mm. and that is just a slap in the face for like he's never been an assistant in his entire career. Like if, if Holtman <laughs> tweeted that right now, that'd be the most badass thing ever. If he was just like, John, I heard you lost your job. We got an opening here in Columbus. If you want to be my number two, <laughs> who do you like? <laughs> That's I, savage. It would be great, but also I don't want to know who started this whole train of thought because I feel like Beeline is the one that wants to leave the NBA, which I find for us as basketball I think, fans, I think that he realized he was tired of. I don't the think Beeline's a victim in this because I, no. I do think Cleveland is is scapegoating him. I mm-hmm. think like Cleveland's an absolute disaster. They're Dan getting Gil- ahead of the Dan story. Gilbert sucks. Their their mm-hmm. talent sucks. Like the Kobe whole Alderman. the whole franchise sucks. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but I also think that that Beeline doesn't want to be there. I don't think Beeline's like gonna cry over this i think beeline was like i i tried it but that's why i said i think when he took the job he said and if, if if this turns out to be a miracle maybe i get a coach in the nba for a little while i i make the playoffs compete for an nba title at some point like a few years down the road something happens um but even if it doesn't worst case scenario i took a shot at it i i i, I left michigan in like a in a way that Michigan fans couldn't be that upset because it's not like he just abruptly retired. It's not like he. No, we got it. was an upgrade. It was like an upgrade. Like mm-hmm. if you're a Michigan fan, you have to say, "I understand. I'm happy for Coach." You know, it's mm-hmm. so like he he left Michigan in, in in a good good standing. Um, I think that was his thought process. It was like, I know I'm gonna get fired, but I got to take a chance. I'm getting older. I mean, he's 67, right? How many how many more years is he really gonna coach? So he's like, well, I'll just go for it at the end of my career. And if I get fired, maybe I hang it up. But I don't think he's gonna hang it up. I think he's going back to Texas. I think I he has to. to. I, I think Texas is gonna back a dump truck up to him. But will they pay out the fifteen million or whatever they have to owe Shaka Smart, as John Rothstein kept telling us? But sure they will. Let's I'm get sure. McConaughey on the pod. Yeah, he, <laughs> he'll make it happen. John Beeline would be perfect at Texas at because he's very similar to Rick Barnes, but maybe a nicer version of Rick mm-hmm. Barnes, or at least a less loud version of Rick Barnes, uh, if that makes any sense. Not willing to fight Dean Smith on the sideline. Uh, John Beeline's a more classy version, I guess, of, of a Rick Barnes at Texas, if you want to put it that way. But I don't believe that Shaka can get let go by Texas because they're still trying to convince themselves that they were right, that Shaka oh. was the future. Oh, it's they're a not sunk done cost. yet. It's a yeah. sunk cost no, situation. They're, they're going to keep like, doing this whole thing. Yeah. It's a loop. And the same way that Carolina's lost in a loop, uh, they're going to be in a loop. And John Beeline's going to say, you know what? I'm going to go to Florida. And then Mike White's going to go, I'm going to go to Duke. I don't and Coach think- K is going to go. I'm gonna go to hell. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I don't no, think Beeline. I don't think Beeline's going. I really don't. If as I'm looking at the landscape of coaches that could get realistically fired this year, yes, I think Texas is the only one Beeline would take. I, he's not going to Wake Forest. He's not going. Who Who else is like Greg Gard's probably not going to get fired anyway. He but, wouldn't go to Wisconsin. But he wouldn't go to Wisconsin mm-hmm. if that opened up. Certainly not. I don't think he's going anywhere in the Big Ten other than like IU. But that's not happening. Archie's not um, getting fired this year. So I don't know. What about UCLA? Well, I know. If you're UCLA, <laughs> you have to be kicking yourself. If, this but this is great for us because he's going to I, – I, if he doesn't take the Texas job, like I said, he's just going to linger over college basketball. He's going to be a name that just like – at all times, people are going to say – Go to ESP. Hire – Go to yeah. Bristol. Be on the table, panel, but, uh, whatever I'm saying it's have. great for us, Tate, because uh, a team loses three in a row, mm-hmm. and then we can say – we can float rumors. John yeah. Beeline, maybe make the call. Mm-hmm. You know who else, by the way? Uh, Arizona would be great. Arizona. You know, it'd be interesting next year. So let the let the legal thing play out because Avenatti 
is doing all he can. Mm-hmm. Shout out! I was going to give a shout out to Avenatti at the end of the show, Please. but we we could do it now. Um, who is? Would you get forty years in prison? <laughs> he tried to extort Nike. That's tough. That's tough. He could use one of his phone calls to call into the show. I think so. Can we, I, we could set that up. Can I tell what? a quick aside about uh, Chuck Person, who was at Auburn, who was yeah. involved in this whole situation? One a person told me a story this weekend that Chuck Person, who this player hated when they played each other uh, way back in the day, yeah. he had been uh, called as a character witness for Chuck Person uh, in in this whole case. And they called his office and they were like, well, Chuck Person says that you would vouch for him as a, as, a, as a good guy or whatever. And he was like, you tell him that I've always hated him and to lose my contact. <laughs> And I just always thought about that when you're reaching out for someone to be a character witness and for that to be the response, like that really has to hurt you as a character. <laughs> but uh, you know, we'll go back. That Chuck person, we had to bring oh, him back. Man. Uh Avenatti. <laughs> Love the man. Um so say Arizona, Sean yes. Miller gets fired next mm-hmm. year, not this mm-hmm. year, next mm-hmm. year, because like something comes to light. The tapes are released. Mick Cronin, who is one game back of first place in the yes. Pac 12. Riding right high right now. But you know, Something happens and UCLA hits the eject button next year. <laughs> Do you realize uh, a man whose buyout, who who buyout? I don't know if buyout's the right term. The the he was getting paid his full contract for three years after he was fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is no longer at the three years has passed. He's no longer has an income. Thad Mata is who I'm talking about, Tate. Mm. Thad Mata and John Beeline go to UCLA in Arizona and rekindle. They take the Ohio State Michigan rivalry. They move it west. They're at UCLA and Arizona. I don't care who ends up where. I feel like Thad at Arizona and Beeline at UCLA makes the most sense for brand purposes. Mm-hmm. And away we go. And scene. <laughs> that would be great for everyone. And I think UCLA fans would be very happy about that. But Mick Cronin would probably, I don't know what would happen on the way out, but it would not be fun for yeah. anyone. Yeah. Especially if it's not for those boots. You'd be stomping <laughs> a whole lot. Um, what else before we go? Uh, I just want to shout out. Uh, basically, college basketball is you know as as much as I have griped about this season. After seeing the NBA experience, I'm very happy about what we have. College basketball, at least there's some sort of pure basketball going on at some level. Again, you can blame the coaches, you can blame the players for the product, but at least basketball is being played. It's not oh, about branding. Just congratulations yeah. to college basketball. Yeah. You're out on the NBA. You're, you like the NBA more than I did. I have always loved the ABA way more than the NBA. I think the <laughs> NBA is a bunch of posers who stole everything good from the ABA. Should we right? start the and XBA? Should we, should we start Again, the Fox does not have rights to the NBA, right? So right. we can go, Correct. We can yes. go with <laughs> No, okay. Uh, but no, so I learned a lot about college basketball. I'm appreciative of college basketball. I want to give a shout out to Dana O'Neill, a college basketball reporter. I believe she's at the Athletics still. Um, Was it uh, ESPN for a while, right? Yeah, ESPN for a while. Uh, She tweeted today, let's quash this stuff before it gets started. Source told me Jay Wright is not going anywhere. Not to the Knicks, not to the Sixers, not Mm. to Oz. His house is for sale. He's not. What about Camelot? And when I saw that tweet, I said to myself, oh my God, Jay Wright's house is for sale. He's going to the Knicks. (laughs) This was some Streisand effect going on here. I had no idea that this was like a thing. But then Dana O'Neill tweeted, he's definitely not going to the Knicks. His house is just for sale. Don't worry. And I was like, Holy shit, his house is for sale. What does that mean? Which is very funny because Ocean City, New Jersey, which is the new hub of the New uh-huh. York Knicks, is where people in Philadelphia go to vacation when they want to go to the beach in New Jersey right there. So I'm sure Jay Wright is maybe taking a trip, maybe, you know, having I looked a it up, or though. something. I looked it up. Jay Wright's wife went to Villanova. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a little tip for all you out there that like to connect dots with rumors and coaching searches mm-hmm. and all that. Just follow the wives. Mm-hmm. Wherever the wives are from, mm-hmm. that's where... If that that's what the the Sean Miller to Maryland situation that's my favorite example of that when Sean Miller was at Arizona before Maryland hired Turgeon there were mm-hmm. rumors they were going to hire Sean Miller and everyone said his wife is allergic to the desert 
So he's going to go to Maryland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a great, it's a great train of thought, Tate. Anytime you can connect it to the wife, it's a great train of thought. Yeah. The problem with Roy Williams wanted to not want to leave Lawrence, Kansas, did not want yes. to go to Chapel Hill the first time. The problem with this so like anytime, like uh is it that's Chris Mack, right? That's mm-hmm. a Chris Mack situation. Mm-hmm. Chris Mack's wife's from Louisville. Yes. That's what how that happened. Yeah, he had to go. Yeah, he had to go. It wasn't about the $10 million. It was no. about my wife, who I love so much. Dude, I brought it up with Rutherford. Mm. I think we have we're onto something here. I don't mean Chris. I don't. It's Christy Mac, correct? Like, <laughs> yes, Christy. Her, it's yeah. Chris and Christy. Chris and Christy. I mm-hmm. don't mean to to point fingers at Christy Mac, but the man took the job for her at Louisville. It certainly mm-hmm. wasn't the tripling a salary. No, or whatever. no. Um, and then every year around Valentine's Day, the wheels fall off because he's probably trying to appease his wife so much. Like, grow a backbone, Chris Mac. My God, is that the problem? <laughs> you think? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but connect the dots with the wives. Uh. The point I was making here, Tate, is uh, Jay Wright's wife is a Villanova lady, so I think he's going to stick around. I think it, I think that kills everything. Yeah, she I think could it, still be in Philadelphia. But it, what if she's from New York? Makes you think. Maybe. <laughs> Who would have thought? Any Maybe. other shout-outs before we go? Uh, I just want to shout-out Mitchell and Ness because they uh, brought me to Chicago, and I was able to set up a podcast. And for all the people that came up to me and said they love our podcast and asked me how Ellen was going, I don't work at Ellen. I have to I have to officially let that be known. I do not work at Ellen. It's official. I'm sorry. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't that work at Ellen. That was a bit? Yeah, that was a bit. I don't work at Ellen. But I like the idea that I could work at Ellen, and she seems like a very great boss. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. So all the Chicago guys that came up to me and said, love the podcast, love Ellen, I one for two. <laughs> one for two. Still 500. Oh, God. I want to uh, I want to shout out Herbert Jones of Alabama, who shot one-handed free throws against LSU. Love you that. saw this? Yeah, the, yeah, the broke, yeah, yeah. He broke great. his left hand. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he had surgery on his left hand, on his left wrist. He is left-handed. So he learned how to shoot free throws right-handed. He had 17 rebounds in this game, too, one-handed. And then he gets fouled. Alabama, they, they were up 18. They almost let an 18-point mm-hmm. lead slip away against LSU. They're up two with like a minute and a half left, and he goes to the line and shoots two free throws right-handed and hits them both. Ice cold. What what We, we have to shout that out. And let me just say this. All I could think when I saw that was Carolina missed 19 free throws against Duke. <laughs> with <laughs> two hands. Shot. With two hands. Ridiculous. <laughs> this guy shot one-handed. I also want to shout out Rocket Watts, uh, who mm. had the worst floor slapping since Jay Sean Tate threw out his shoulder <laughs> against Nebraska when he got blown by mm. as he slapped the floor. Rocket Watts, Michigan State takes a seven-point lead, I believe it was, against uh, uh, Maryland with like two and a half left. It's a, it's a must-win game for Michigan State. Have to win it to, to keep in the Big Ten race. Um, it, they were going to win it. They're at home. The, 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 all the, the, the nation turned their eyes to, to this scene in East Lansing. Michigan State takes a seven-point lead. Rocket Watts slaps the floor. Maryland goes on a 14-0 run and wins by seven and basically clinches the Big Ten. If they don't clinch it, they at least knock Michigan State out of the race to where mm-hmm. now it's Maryland and Penn State. So uh, 14-0 run to end the game after Rocket Watch slapped the floor with two and a half minutes left. And I think, again, for all the Maryland fans that get upset with us, the reason we're not talking about you is because as soon as we do start talking about you, you don't legitimately, want to talk about it. it's over. So you have SVP for that. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't want He's wanna, coming you, down. You want right? him to talk about it. Yeah, anyway. He's going to be in Washington, D.C. soon, so it's going to yeah, become yeah. a whole Maryland thing. You want him to talk about yeah. it anyway. You don't want us to talk yeah. about it. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll, leave, it, we'll yeah. leave it to the yeah. professionals. Uh, lastly, I want to shout out uh, Baylor and West Virginia being played on ESPN+. Plus. Two back-to-back games that, that West Virginia was on ESPN+. They played Kansas on ESPN+, Plus and Baylor on ESPN+. Plus. So congratulations to ESPN for the, uh, the 12 subscriptions you sold. Uh, ESPN's not on Fox, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tate's learning how media <laughs> works. Uh, that's it, Tate. Anything else? No, that's it. I'm right. uh, very excited for this week. Pac-12 update coming up Pac-12 later. Pac-12 update coming later in the week. Thank you guys for listening. Special thank you to Mike Rutherford coming on when his team is sucking. Uh, very brave of him to do that. We will see you guys Friday.